Season 1, Episode 39, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, James Chapter 4, Verses 1 through 17. I just uh, need to say that this is my third attempt. I was kind of pridefully saying that, that I'd done uh, most of these, if not all of them, on a, uh, one, on a first take basis. Yeah, obviously with plenty of mistakes, but now I've come up with the format to correct mistakes at the beginning of the next podcast when I hear them uh, as I review the tape. So, um, so um, let's start with uh, verse 1 here. James chapter 4, verse 1, From whence cometh wars... And fightings among you, come they not even from your lust that war within your members. So the war that's going inside the believer, the going on inside the believer is going on outside the believer. Let's talk uh, real quickly about the war that's going on inside the believer. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This I say, Paul writes, this I say in the... This I say, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Inside, the way it was explained to me, Christianity 101, when I first trusted the Lord, was if you put your left arm out in front of you, um, when I do this, I like to close my hands. I don't know why. But uh, you put your left arm out inside of you, out in front of you, and that's, let's say that's the flesh you, that's the life you were born with by your parents. If, if, uh, if Jesus were here talking to Nicodemus and, as he was in John chapter 3, uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So if you put your, your right hand out in front of you, You've got, um, that represents the life you were born with, the, the, new birth, the new birth, born of the Spirit. Know ye not that you must be born again. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3. So whichever one, if there's a fight going on between the old nature and the new nature, the old man and the new man, the inner man and the spirit, the flesh and the spirit, then inside of us, then... Uh, whichever one you feed the most is the one that's going to win. And what you want to do is feed the new man. And the way you do that, I learned this from my wife who learned it in Bible college, Florida Bible College. She said, um, there are the four talks. You talk to God in prayer. Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. If a hurricane's bearing down on you or if somebody asks prayer for a loved one or whatever, um, that's a really great prayer. And I, and I kind of like you know putting it in the Lord's hands. Nevertheless, not what we will, but what you will. And I always like to use the plural pronoun because whatever I'm praying for, hurricanes, I'm sure there's a lot of other people praying for them too. Um, or you got the pray that, prayer that I love to pray. I forgot to pray it right before this podcast, but uh, that's all right. I'm going to pray it now. 
Uh, Father, I desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, to walk worthy of you and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness, giving thanks to you, Father, who hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of saints and light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us in the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I just love that prayer. I've talked about it before. Um, but prayer, talking to God, uh, more importantly, I think, than our prayer is letting Him talk to us, spending time in God's Word, memorizing Scripture, uh, teaching Scripture, if you're fortunate enough to do that. Um, anyway, uh, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the Word of Truth. That's what I'm trying to do right, do right now, is rightly divide James chapter 2, or James the book of James, which in my opinion is one of the, is the most controversial book in the Bible. But it's James writing to Jewish believers, uh, the scattered Jews before the destruction of the temple. This was before Paul had really reached out and organized the, the, uh, the Gentile church in Antioch. And so the only believers were the scattered Jews. And this is the first epistle. The first epistle is going to be Christianity 101. It's got nothing else to build on except the Old Testament and the Gospels. The go maybe all four, maybe just one. I don't know how many Gospels were written. The dates are not carved in stone. They're kind of extra biblical. And we study to figure out when they were. And, and uh, I, I use the work of other people because I'm not going to go to the libraries and try to figure out when this manuscript was done and which one wasn't. But anyway, um, so um, the, the new nature, the new man and the old man. Um, I want to take a real quick look at Romans chapter 7, verses 18 through 25. Now it's a little bit of double talk here, but again, this is the war, hyperbole, uh, that's going on the, in, in, in uh, James 4.1, even of your lust, that war with your members. So inside the believer, there's a, a little bit of a war going on. Verse 18. This is the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7, verse 18. I'm going to read to 25. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Okay, we got one, one side of us that's not very good. But born again, that which is born of the Spirit of Spirit, uh, for I will... For, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. So there's the part of us that doesn't want to do what's right, and there's part of us as believers that's incorruptible, born of the Spirit, that wants to do what's right. But there's a war going on. And I think he uses the word war here. For the good that I would, verse 19, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Verse 20. Now if, any, now, if I do that which I would not, it is no more I that do it, in, do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. In my flesh, uh, sin nature, new nature, old nature, um, there's a part of us that's not very good. And that's the part that's not going to inherit eternal life. Praise God. I want to be separated from this flesh and this part of me that doesn't want to do what's right. And I think that's what, the only reason I'm going to stay in heaven is because I'm going to want to do what's right with the Spirit, the parts that's born again. Verse 21, I find then a law 
that when I would do good, evil is present with me. So we have this, this inherited, sinful, separated from God nature from Adam. When he, he did die when he ate the apple. He, died, he was separated from God. He died physically 900 years later. I won't go into that right now, but it has to do with water canopy and people could live longer back then. The whole atmosphere was hyperbaric. Okay, verse 22, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. See, so there's the inward man that wants to do what's right. And there's the flesh that doesn't. It's like Fred Flintstone was a primetime cartoon in its day. It was kind of based on the honeymooners. I'm taking you back 60 years. But, but anyway, Fred Flintstone had a good Fred Flintstone on one side and he had a bad Fred Flintstone on the other shoulder. And they were telling him, one was telling him, you know, to do wrong and the other one was telling him to do right. And that, that's kind of what's going on in here. And we're kind of caught in the middle. There's a trinity right there. But I think that the, the trinity we take to heaven is uh, the new man replaces the old man. And uh, we get a body, and body, soul, and spirit. But anyway, I, I don't know everything. Verse 21, I find a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. There's part of me that just revels in the word of God. There's part of me like forgive others and don't be angry because somebody did this or that. You know, I'm going, I want to be angry. But anyway, verse 23. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So we got a good side and a bad side here. Just Christianity 101, you got this war. Whichever one you want to feed the most, that's the one that's going to win. Going back to the two arms, the, the flesh in your left arm, the, the new man in the right arm, and you want to have victory, I put the right arm over the left arm. If I want to defeat that, then I, I was talking about the four talks. You talk to God in prayer. You let Him talk to you through His Word, memorizing Scripture. You talk to other Christians. It's called church. It's called Bible study. It's called having Christian friends. And then you, um, then you talk to people that don't know the Lord. And that's Kind of the whole idea behind this. People, you know, the, the, I've said it several times. I know it sounds kind of weird. I hesitate to say it. But but if the rapture happened tonight, I want to leave something for the 144,000. They, they're all lost, so they haven't spent much time in the Word. And all the other believers that are going to come to Christ when this miraculous seven years happens, and a lot of it's miraculous like the plagues of Egypt were miraculous, except their worst plagues. If God didn't come back early, if Christ didn't come back and fight the battle of Armageddon before the seven years was up, no one would be alive to live on into the millennium. The, the sheep and the goats. The sheep are believers, and they, they when did you do it under the least? You did it under the least of these, my brethren, 144,000 that are at the judgment seat of Christ. I'm sorry, at the great white, at the uh, judgment of the nations, at the end of the millennium at the end of the tribulation, and you did it on the least. They were naked. They had no food. They had the seal of God in their forehead. They were all taken and slaughtered. And some people turned them in and some people protected them. The believers took care of them. The Jewish believers and Gentile believers would do anything for these guys because those guys would do anything for the Lord. And But the people that didn't know the Lord, the people that didn't believe, that didn't seek, that didn't find, they're 
turning them in and getting them killed. Father against son, son against father. And all this stuff that Jesus talks about. Because Jesus talks a lot about the tribulation. There's going to be no new scripture between the time of Christ on the earth and the end of the tribulation. Because, so it's all in the Gospels, really. I believe the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, that's a prayer for the 144,000. Thy kingdom come. That's not what Paul prayed. Paul prayed for opportunities to share Christ. Because he wrote First and Second Thessalonians, he knew all about the tribulation. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, so shall we ever be with the Lord. He knew all about the tribulation. He wrote Second Thessalonians because the Thessalonians, some liars came in there and said, uh, you know, you missed it. We're in the millennium. You missed the tribulation. and Or you missed the rapture. And Timothy bring, delivers Thessalonians 1 and, and comes back to Paul and says, hey, you got to write another letter because these guys are all messed up. Somebody messed them up. But, all right, so I'm trying to do a couple of things here. But, um, but I'm talking about the war. That's the point I'm trying to make. Um, verse 23 in Romans chapter 7. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bring me into captivity the law of sin, which is in my members, my flesh. This is what I like so much, 24 and 25. Really the question in 24. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Now, if you don't have your Bible open, I'll just say guess. And uh, here it is, verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. And that's just the predicament we find ourselves in. Uh, Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do. I'll hear back in verse 15. For that which I, I started in verse 18. Now let me go back to verse 15. This is pretty awesome right here. And you should understand this as a, as a new believer. For that which I do, I allow not. I, I do what I don't want to do, is basically. For that which I do, I... I wouldn't allow anybody else to do. I, I, I would condemn it in anybody else, but yet I do it. That which I, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. This is the Apostle Paul saying what he wants to do, he doesn't do, and what he doesn't want to do, he does. What he hates, he does. Verse 16, Then I do meet if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. The law is good, but I'm not. I don't love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, all the time. I don't love my neighbor as myself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. Now then, it is no more I that doeth it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So, you know, again, it, it kind of sounds... In today's language, that that he's you know blaming sin, but it's it's we are making seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you, and we can get closer to the Lord, or He wouldn't ask us to if we can't do it. And um, so, anyway, that was uh, Romans chapter eight, and I was in Galatians a little bit, I think, uh, maybe I wasn't Galatians uh, sixteen. This is also the same idea of the war that's going on inside of us. 
Galatians 5.16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Christianity 101. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You want to win the battle inside of us? Walk in the Spirit. Memorize Scripture. Develop a prayer life for others, for yourself. Uh, talk to God. Let Him talk to you. Fellowship. Find good Christian believers. to. I just love going to church to see my Christian friends, especially during this pandemic. Uh, but we mask up and we social distance. And we just don't... I get there a half hour early just so I can talk to them. And I, a lot of times I stay a half hour late because I, I don't want to leave. The Spirit gives victory over sin. That's Schofield's note. Verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that we, so that you cannot do the things you would. Christianity 101. You're having a problem reading your Bible? You're having problems memorizing Scripture? You're having problems loving your neighbor as yourself? It's because we have this condition. The flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Verse 17. Verse 18. But if ye be led by the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Why? Because you're going to do what's right. You're going to do, uh, you're going to have, uh, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. There's no law against those things. There's laws that say we should do them, I guess, but, but, but it's not like don't, it's do. Uh, Barb would say, the, my wife would say, uh, that my late wife would say that that the Bible's a, a list of do's, not a list of don'ts. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you're too, if you're busy memorizing Scripture, if you're busy fellowshipping in church, if you're busy uh, talking to others about the Lord, if you're busy memorizing Scripture, busy in pr your prayer life, then you're not going to have time. I'm busy as I can be. I, I really am doing these podcasts and things like that it's been been amazing now the works of the flesh are these which are manifest adultery to look at a woman with lust is adultery according to jesus fornication uncleanness lasciviousness which again is lust idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations another word for lust coveting wrath strife seditions heresies envyings murders drunkenness revelings and such like of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the old man, and he will not inherit the kingdom of God. The new man, yes. The born-again part, that's why the believer can go to heaven, because they have this second birth. Except the man be born again, Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So you got to be born again. Seek and you shall find. Maybe you're listening to this and you don't even know you're seeking. You don't know why you found it. You don't know what. But if you're seeking, you'll you'll find. I I didn't know I was seeking, but I found. All right. So now we want to get back to uh, James chapter um, four and get this done. Okay. My my. Computer is not cooperating here, so let me see. Ah, here we go. Okay, James chapter 1. Oh, there's one, th one other thing I wanted to do with the book of James real quick. And um, it's not on my computer, it's in my Bible. So let me, James comes right after Hebrews. I wanted to, to verify 
who the Bible, who James is written to. It's a, it's a tough book to understand, but one of the basic uh, hermeneutic principles, and hermeneutics is the study of the study of the Bible, is who's talking and who's he talking to. James, verse, James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. These are Jewish believers. The very first believers were Jewish believers. In verse 2 he says, My brethren of chapter 1. In chapter uh, verse 16 of chapter 1. Beloved brethren. Chapter 19. My beloved brethren. I mean verse 19 of chapter 1. Chapter 2 verse 1. My brethren. Chapter 2, verse 5, my beloved brethren. Chapter uh, 2, verse 14, my brethren. Chapter 3, verse 1, my brethren. Chapter 3, verse 10, my brethren. Verse 12, my brethren. Chapter 4, verse 11, speak not evil one another, brethren. Verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 7, Brethren, verse 9, grudge not one against another, brethren. Um, 10, take my brethren the prophets, uh, number 12, uh, verse 12, my brethren. And verse 18 of chap chapter 5, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth uh, and one convert him, uh, he's done you a favor. All right, so I'll read chapter 5 when I get to chapter 5. Let's go back and just read chapter 4 and call it uh, Merry Christmas Day. Okay, here we go. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? They come, come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Uh, what is the cause of war? Uh People, <laughs> people that, that uh, can't control their desires to fight, I guess. That's definitely what brought on World War I. And World War II is just a continuation of World War I. Anyway, verse, uh, James chapter 4, verse 2. You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. All we got to do is ask. Verse 3. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. No, you got to ask correctly. I think you got to ask for stuff in the name of Jesus. And, and you, you know, in the army, we had adjutants that could sign the colonel's name. They could request a helicopter. They could request anything that the colonel would want. But the adjutant wouldn't be adjutant very long if he used that for his own personal gain. Anyway, in the name of the Lord, we can pray. And we got to want stuff that He wants. Like, uh, we can ask for, for stuff for, for other people and for ourselves. Abba, Father, all these things are possible unto you. All things are possible unto you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You, you give Him the, the leeway to answer it. Yes, no, maybe, and wait. <clears throat> Verse 4. You... Adulterers and adulteresses. Remember Christ said to look at someone with lust is to commit adultery. I guess if you're married. But that doesn't mean you can just do it if you're not. That would be fornication. But um, 
Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, is uh, opposed to God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Okay, let's just be on. Let's you know pick a side as a believer, as a as a brother in Christ. Pick pick God's side. Do you verse five of chapter four? Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain the Spirit desireth in us lusteth to envy? You know I'm going to go with this one. Uh, first of all, I looked up the Scriptures where this is said, and it's you can't find it. But, you know, and I thought about that. I think this is, you know, I don't believe, I believe the words are inspired by God, but the grammar is not. And whether you uh, interpret this pneuma as the spirit of God or the spirit of man, it's the same word. So I think we have to take it in context here. And, and I, uh, you can get, uh, uh, the American Standard Version will interpret it the way I'm going to interpret it. And the, the, uh, the King James capitalizes that spirit. And uh, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. No, the King James has a lowercase here. But uh, the uh, American Standard Version capitalizes that spirit. So um, the, the word, the Greek, the Greek word pneuma can be Holy Spirit or it can be God's Spirit. It can be the Holy Spirit or it can be man's spirit. What do you think then the Scripture saith, the Spirit dwelleth, in us lustest envy. I'm going to say it's the Holy Spirit. And God is a jealous God. And he and he's jealous of us. Just like you're jealous of your children. And if you're born again, you're a child of God. And he wants you, you know, he'd like you to come home regularly. He'd like you to talk to him regularly. I remember when my son went to college and he didn't call me for days. I was paying for the phone. And he wouldn't call me. I was going nuts. So I think the Lord would like to hear from us, other than when we try to bowl a strike or something. That was used to be when I was a kid. That was the only time I ever prayed. God, make the ball hit, you know. But I didn't have a very good strong prayer life. Anyway, but now I have a little better one. I, I go to the Lord with everything. Can't mind my keys. Uh, call upon me in a day of trouble. Here's a promise for you. God says I will deliver you. And I forgot the address right now. But great verse. Um, you can look that up in a concordance or just say it into your phone and it'll find it for you. You can Google it. I will deliver you, Bible, and it'll find the address for you. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud and gives grace to the humble. So pride is a big problem for us. I know it is for me. And usually leads to anger and all kinds of stuff like that. When my feelings get hurt, I get, I get angry. And it's not right. Uh, verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So don't submit to the devil. Resist the devil. Resist the temptation to do wrong. And submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. God will never flee from you. Uh, you take the Holy Spirit with you wherever you go since Pentecost, since you know, Christ, about 50 days after Christ was crucified, you got Pentecost. That's what Pentecost means, 50 days. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. There you go. 
Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God. Not only resist the devil, but draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And that's, gonna, that's why the devil flees. You don't want to be around God. He, and you take the Holy Spirit wherever you go. So, um, Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Now, if you are one of the 144,000, and you found this, and the tribulation happened recently or whatever... Um, I don't know how long this is going to be online, but um, you, uh, I don't, I, I'm, if it's the 70 week of Daniel and it's really a Jewish time, you know, I hope you do have the Holy Spirit, but I, I don't see it. God took out the church to the Holy Spirit. He that resisteth is gone. It resisteth the devil. He that letteth is gone. And that, uh, this is a judgment against Israel. So, you might have to work without the Holy Spirit. I, I really don't know what it's like to be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. But it happened when I trusted the Lord. But anyway, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can do the opposite of the Holy Spirit, obviously. Uh, we can not draw near to God, even though He's kind of with us all the time in the Holy Spirit. Verse um, 4, 8, Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You know, you want to clean your brain, uh, spend time in God's Word. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Um, if, if I'm watching a show on TV, I judge it by two things. I, I want it to make me laugh and I want it to make me cry. So, uh, I you know, this is serious business and... And uh, we, we, you know, Jesus wept when he came into Jerusalem uh, to be crucified. Really, he he wept he wept at, at the death of Lazarus, but he also mourned for Israel. Uh, would not I have taken you under my wings? But you would not. So we do have a free will, and you don't have to seek, you don't have to find. But if you're, and I didn't know I was seeking when I went to that Bible study. 1972, having just lost my brother six months before, I tried to interrupt that. I asked my million-dollar question: What? How can Jesus be the answer when there's so many people, good people in the world, that don't believe Him? All those good people are going to hell. That's ridiculous. And I thought that was a good answer. But then I heard, then I believe, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever the offer was for everybody. And uh, I heard a, a Muslim say, Muslim believer say that he came to Christ reading the Quran. Christ is mentioned in the Quran 25 times, Muhammad only four. So, anyway. Um, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So, how do you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord? Well, he's watching everything. So, I don't know, you treat your brother with humility and other people. And you, you realize that you're not that important that you know we should stand up for the Lord and maybe not so much for our own uh, selves. But um, if somebody wrongs you, uh, you might try forgiving them because we wrong the Lord every single day probably. Anyway, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. Speak not evil one to another, brethren. He that speaketh evil to his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. 
but if thou judge the law, then thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Let's keep our, understand our role. We are, what Paul prayed for was boldness to share the gospel. None of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God, Acts 20, 24. That's what Paul was all about. And so let's be about that and uh, humble yourselves in the sight of God and he will lift you up. Speak evil of no one and another man. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother judgeth his brother and speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. You, you take yourself out of the game by making yourself the referee. That's my analogy. I heard a great referee one time, uh, middle school baseball. Uh, we were at another school. I drove the bus. I was not coaching. I did very little. I coached wrestling for, assistant coached wrestling for, I don't know, 10 years. And I was uh, did a season in one spring practice in uh, coaching tackle football. But then I got physics and I, I had to study physics a lot more and I didn't have time to be a coach. I just concentrated on academics. But um, but the referee the referee called the teams together. Junior high baseball game, there weren't many parents there that some of them are absolutely crazy. And uh, but he called the teams together at home plate and he said, and we all came in there, even I, the bus driver, I sat in the dugout, so I enjoyed the game because I knew the players on our team and I wanted to see them do well. But anyway, the referee said, okay, guys, here's how it's going to work. You, you players, you play the game. You coaches, you coach the game. I'll judge the game. I'll make the calls. And I think it was uh, sometimes junior high games only had one referee and he had to call you know, safe on first and second and all this kind of stuff from home plate, you know. So he needed to be cut a little slack. But we're going to let him, and it was a great game. And, he, you know, we made, you know, it was just a great game. When everybody knows their role and we're not the judge, you know how liberating it is to not to be the judge of all these people? It is very liberating. So let's just worry about doing the law ourselves and not be the judge of other people. And I'm very convicted about that because I judge other people's driving quite, quite a lot. Uh, okay, verse 12. There is one lawgiver. Guess who that would be? The, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, the, the law and the prophets. It's the Word of God. Men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Who is able to save and to destroy? You go, oh, God's not a good God. He destroys. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. To us we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's done everything He can. The, the, you can be mad at God for giving us a free will so that we don't have to seek, and therefore we don't have to find. But I was seeking. I hated God, but I was seeking, and He loved me. He, he loved me way before I loved Him. But I loved Him that night. 
he died for the sins of the whole world. And I thought, and it gave it as a gift. I thought, what a great, what a great God. Name a better God than that. There is one lawgiver that is able to save and to destroy. You can hate him if you want, because you know you can hate him from hell forever, but that's your choice. But if you understand the gospel of the grace of God, you can't hate him. Because he died for the sins of the whole world. If you don't trust Christ, you're going to be paying for your sins that have already been paid for, but it didn't count because Abel, as Cain, I'm sorry, as Abraham believed God, it was counted unto him for righteousness. But to him that worketh not for salvation, but believeth for him, believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Counted for righteousness. That's what you got to do. That's the game that's the rules for the game that's been set up. You want to go to heaven? Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Put your faith in the God of John 3.16 who so loved you that He gave His only begotten Son to die on the cross to pay for your sins and not only for your sins but for the sins of the whole world. You'll never find a better religion than that. Okay, verse 13. i got to hurry up here. I found out the hard way that this only lets me go uh, 60 minutes. I know that's a long time but I apologize. But James chapter 2 is a personal thing for me, I guess. Go not, go to now, verse 13, go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Well, that's, you know, pretty bold that you know what the future holds. Verse 14, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even as a vapor that appeareth for a little while and vanisheth away. Now for me not to be here tomorrow is, is, is great news. I am willing and would rather, as Paul says, to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. You're going to have to look that one up. But um, I would willing rather, willing and rather to be absent from body and present with the Lord. So I'm sorry that, you know, but the, the, end, the last verse of the 23rd Psalm, David says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's just, it's win-win. Because God loves us, so it's win for Him, and it's win for us. Because goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. He has two collie dogs. Goodness and mercy. and But they, they can bite. I've been bit before. Got malaria in Panama. That's another story. For what? Okay. But again, your life is as a vapor. You take 70 years, 3 score and 10, and put it on a line in 7th grade math that goes forever in both directions. 70 years is not a very big, big on a timeline. But... It's a vapor that appeareth for a little while and vanisheth away. Christianity 101. I learned that as a, as a young Christian, and it, it was awesome. For, what we, for, for that you ought to say is that if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. I'll see you next week, Lord willing. And the creek don't rise. If he's, gonna, if he's willing, the creek won't rise. If, if he does, I might have to take a rain check. I'm gonna, that's an act of God, sorry. But um, hurricanes are an act of God. Check your insurance policy. Uh, try to sue your neighbor for an act of God. 
For that you ought to say, if it's a legal position, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. So, so whenever somebody says, I'll see you next week, that just kind of bothers me a little bit, especially somebody that should know better. You know, because you don't know you're going to see me next week. I remember my dad visited his good friend, and he knew uh, my Uncle Roch before he knew my mother. But my dad and Uncle Roch were the CO and the XO of a CCC camp in Valentine, Nebraska, and they married sisters. And Uncle Roch was very near and dear to my dad his whole military life. And all of his life because he was family they were brothers-in-law uh, they married sisters but I remember last time he saw Uncle Roch he said I don't think I'm going to see Uncle Roch again I don't think I'm going to see Roch again his na last name was Rochford I don't even know what his first name was Uncle Roch sorry if you're listening to this family of Uncle Roch but but um, but he uh, my dad said I don't think I'm ever going to see we were driving away we were pulling away and he goes I don't think I'm going to see Roch again and my dad died first of cancer about 10 years before Uncle Roch died. But, you know, so I don't, don't brag about, you know, tomorrow. But know ye, but now ye rejoice in your boasting, all such is evil. So don't do it. Don't say you know what the future holds or what's going to happen. You don't. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. This is a great definition of sin. And again, Christianity 101. And I learned this in a youth group. It was a great youth group. Really set me up. For 10 years in the army. And then I went to Bible college. And served a couple years in the reserves. But, which was nice to make some good money while I was in the Bible college. In the summertime. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it is sin. There's a great definition of sin. So if you know to read your Bible and you don't do it, it's sin. If you know to love your neighbors yourself and you don't do it, uh, it's sin. If you know to be humble and you're not, it's sin. Sorry. All right, so we finished James chapter 4. I'm sorry these are taking so long, but I guess I'm just getting more comfortable with the technology and the subject. James, chap James is a great place for me to go, and I, I very much love it. So, I'm going to say to God, adios, and via con Dios, go with God.